from the city of Providentialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. Here's a look at the news today. Drug busts on illegal vessel. Find out which Caribbean country is the first to be a partner of the U.S. Global Entry Program. More than 7,500 migrants crossed the U.S.-Mexican border in one day. A look at sports and the weather forecast. Join us for those stories and more. And now, here is tonight's news. Welcome to your Tuesday newscast here on the Nation Station, RTC 89.1 FM. Pleasure to have you tune in. Marijuana with an estimated street value of $92,000 was found on board an illegal vessel on Saturday, September 16th. Reports state that Marine Branch officers of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force were dispatched having received information from the United States Customs and Border Aircraft that a suspicious vessel was heading towards Providenciales. At around 9.20 p.m., officers intercepted a 45-foot dark blue wooden vessel with two outboard engines heading in the direction south of South Caicos. The illegal migrant vessel was transporting a total of 33 illegal migrants, 13 females inclusive of two minors, and 20 males. The illegal migrants were handed over to the Immigration Task Force for processing. The vessel was searched and the drugs were found. This is the 26th interception for the year. And keeping with crime in courts, a 26-year-old male has been sentenced to eight months imprisonment, having pled guilty to possession of ammunition. Michael Allen Grimm Jr. of Indiana was sentenced on September 18th. Grimm was arrested on August 1st, 2023 and subsequently charged after one black magazine containing 20 rounds of 9mm ammunition was found in his luggage whilst at the Providenciales International Airport. During the investigation, Grimm was interviewed by detectives of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force and admitted the ammunition belonged to him. Now, the Customer Services Department in the Ministry of Immigration and Border Services would like to remind residents in the Twin Islands of North and Middle Caicos and South Caicos of the availability of its services on those islands. Persons in North and Middle Caicos applying for work permits, visas, residence permits, homeowners permits, birth certificates, marriage certificates, and death certificates can submit applications at the Immigration Office in North Caicos and conveniently pay for such applications at the Government Treasury, both located at the Paul Higgs Complex, Bottle Creek, North Caicos. Persons in South Caicos applying for work permits, visas, residence permits, and homeowners permits can submit their applications to the Immigration Office located in the new government complex near Regatta Village and at the District Commissioner's Office for birth, marriage, and death certificates. Services can be paid into the government treasury, also located in South Caicos. Unfortunately, applications for naturalization and permanent residence certificates cannot be submitted on islands other than Grand Turk and Providenciales at this time. 
Speaking on the availability of these services in the family islands, the deputy governor and head of the public service, Her Excellency Anya Williams, stated, quote, as a part of our efforts to improve service delivery across the Turks and Caicos Islands, additional recruitment and training has taken place on the islands of North, Middle and South Caicos in order to provide more on-island support to the population of those islands and to ease the burden of persons having to travel to Grand Turk or Providencial to receive certain services. The Ministry of Immigration and Border Services is heavily focused on the implementation of our new border management system. This system will give persons the ability to access services from anywhere in the Turks and Caicos Islands and around the world, end quote. The transformation of service delivery across government is a key objective for the public service in this and future financial years. The Customer Services Department continues to review all of its processes and procedures in all of the islands to ensure that it is meeting its mandate to the public and invites you to participate in its customer satisfaction surveys, which are undertaken quarterly. And the Office of the Deputy Governor of the Turks and Caicos Islands is pleased to announce the appointment of Mike Clerveau to the post of Director of the Housing and Community Renewal Department within the Ministry of Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development. Clerveau holds a Master of Science in Built Environment, specialization in Geomatics, and a Bachelor of Science degree in Urban and Regional Planning, both from the University of Technology in Jamaica. He also holds a Diploma in Education in Industrial Arts from the Micro Teachers College, Kingston, Jamaica. Clervo's first substantial post with the Turks and Caicos Islands Government, or TCIG, was at the Clement Howell High School in 1997, where he taught woodwork and technical drawing for five years, molding young minds and developing critical skill sets. He briefly left the public service to pursue further studies, and upon returning home, Clervo dedicated seven years to the Department of Planning as a land use planner. He later joined the Department of Disaster Management and Emergencies as the Hazard Mitigation Officer and was later appointed to the Hazard Mitigation and GIS Manager's post. During his tenure at DDME, Clervo acted as both the Director and Deputy Director for lengthy periods until he was appointed the Deputy Director of Housing and Community Renewal. In the Deputy Director of Housing post, Clairvaux has worked closely with the former Director of Housing in drafting the 2023's National Housing Policy and Programs launched in July. He also worked closely with the former Director in building the current staff capacity to oversee the implementation of the three housing programs in the coming months. Deputy Governor and Head of the Public Service, Her Excellency Anya Williams, in extending congratulations to Mr. Clorvo, said, quote, It gives me great pleasure to officially congratulate Mr. Mike Clorvo on his appointment as the new Director of the Housing and Community Renewal Department following the promotion of the former Director, Mr. Dominique Durham, to the post of Deputy Secretary in the Ministry of Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development. With over 20 years of diverse experience, Mr. Clervo brings a wealth of knowledge, skill sets, expertise, and strong public-private sector partnerships, having worked in the various fields of urban planning, environment, and disaster management, end quote. 
The Housing and Community Renewal Department has set ambitious objectives for this and future years as the government works to increase and improve the housing stock within the Turks and Caicos Islands. Congratulations on another well-deserved promotion, Mr. Clairvaux. That was a look at Local News Regional is up next. The Dominican Republic has entered into a partnership with the United States Global Entry Program, making it the 16th country worldwide, the 6th in Latin America, and the 1st in the Caribbean to be a part of this initiative. This achievement reflects the close relationship between the two nations, according to Jonathan Mardo, the attaché of the Customs and Border Protection Office, or CBP, at the United States Embassy in the Dominican Republic. Starting from August 14th, Dominican citizens with U.S. visas were able to apply online for entry into the Global Entry Program. Applicants need to complete an online application through the Trusted Travelers Program system and if approved following background checks and an in-person interview, they can obtain Global Entry privileges in about three to six months. Global Entry offers accepted travelers the convenience of saving time and bypassing immigration lines at over 75 airports in the United States by using automated kiosks. Additionally, it provides access to the TSA PreCheck program, which streamlines security procedures at U.S. airports, including not having to remove shoes, jackets, belts, or laptops from carry-on luggage. Applicants need to meet specific requirements, including providing their residential and employment history for the past five years and valid ID, passport, driver's license, and visa numbers with a validity period of at least five years. The program comes at a cost of 100 U.S. dollars for a five-year membership. And Suriname has deported a 59-year-old person after serving a prison sentence for human trafficking. The Aliens Department of the Suriname Police Force said that the person, identified only as DY, will not be allowed to enter the Dutch-speaking Caribbean community or CARICOM country for the next five years. It said that D.Y. was arrested on August 6, 2021, after a trafficking in-person victim reported that he had been forced into labor. The victim was persuaded by D.Y. to transfer heavy equipment and other gold mining equipment from China to Suriname. According to the agreements made, the victim would enter into a partnership with the suspect, who posed as a major entrepreneur in Suriname. Upon arrival in the country, the victim found a different situation than agreed upon during the negotiations. The victim did not find a gold mining company, but a location in the hinterland with a tent in which he had to spend his many nights. The court heard that the victim was threatened and abused after he hinted that he would withdraw and take back all the equipment. On July 27, 2022, the suspect was declared guilty of human trafficking, embezzlement and simple assault and was sentenced to imprisonment for three years. The police said that after serving two-thirds of his prison sentence, D.Y. was provisionally released by the Conditional Release and Pardon Committee pending his deportation. 
And there is a new direct flight between Cayman Islands and Barbados as they open and expand access to source markets and destinations. The Cayman Islands has a vibrant Barbadian population and these services opens up the opportunity for the diaspora to travel home. Additionally, the Cayman Islands is known as a major financial center and many international accounting and finance business entities have significant connections and bases in Cayman. Barbados is considered the airlift hub for the Eastern Caribbean and currently the island boasts of having the largest number of flights out of the United Kingdom and Europe. Therefore, Caymanians and Barbadians stand to benefit from these new services as they connect Barbados to the Northern Caribbean and offers the Cayman Islands easier connectivity to the United Kingdom and Europe through the Grantley Adams International Airport. That was a look at Regional News. World News is up next. Migrants illegally crossing the U.S.-Mexican border has risen steadily since the start of September, with two Department of Homeland Security officials with Border Patrol apprehending more than 7,500 migrants on Sunday alone. In July, the latest month for which official data is available, the number of daily apprehensions of illegal border crossers averaged just over 4,300. The rise in migrants may indicate that new policies put in place by the Biden administration in May, which initially kept the numbers low, may now be having less of an impact. The new policies make it harder for migrants to seek asylum at the U.S.-Mexican border and easier for them to seek lawful entry into the U.S. from their home countries, a new strategy the Biden administration enacted after COVID-19 border policies expired in mid-May. Before the policy change, daily apprehensions of illegally border crossers had reached a record high of more than 10,000. On Sunday, the busiest sector was the Rio Grande Valley in Texas with more than 1,800 apprehensions, followed by Del Rio, Texas with more than 1,600, Tucson, Arizona with more than 1,500, and El Paso, Texas with more than 1,000, according to data obtained by NBC News. And a head-on collision between a truck and a bus ferrying workers to a mine in South Africa's northern Limpopo province left 20 people dead, authorities confirmed on Monday. Construction company Murray & Roberts Cementation said that 17 of its workers who were being transported to the Venetia mine in Musina, close to the Zimbabwe border, died in the accident. Four other workers were injured. The company said it was offering support to the families of the deceased. The workers were reportedly going to work on an underground project at a mine. Traffic officials were still on the scene of the accident on Monday to investigate the cause. They are waiting on investigators, but there are already allegations about the truck driver not having a license and the truck not being roadworthy. 
Now, India's southern state of Kerala is currently facing an outbreak of the rare but potentially serious Nipah virus with at least two deaths so far. Health officials have closed schools and offices in Kerala and hundreds of residents are being tested. Despite Nipah virus's high fatality rate and no specific treatments available, experts said it's very unlikely the virus will lead to a global emergency and that it's a reminder of how habitat destruction has led to animals transmitting the disease to humans. Nipah virus is a type of zoonotic disease, meaning that it's primarily found in animals and can initially spread between animals and people. It was first discovered in 1999 after a disease affecting both pigs and people in Malaysia and Singapore, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Symptoms typically occur between 4 and 14 days after exposure. The most common symptom is fever followed by headache, cough, sore throat, difficulty breathing, and vomiting. The virus can lead to severe symptoms including disorientation, drowsiness, seizures, or encephalitis, which is inflammation of the brain. These can progress to a coma within 24 to 48 hours, according to the CDC. That was a look at World News Sports is up next. Jamaica overcame 14 other countries, including the strength of host country Trinidad and Tobago and Cuba, to become the 2023 champions of the recently concluded Central American and Caribbean Youth Chess Festival. The host Trinidad secured second place with Cuba finishing in third. There were strong performances from all of Jamaica's players to bring home the winner's trophy and several players shown on the podium at the end of the six-day tournament, which had over 230 players from 15 countries across the region. And former NFL player Sergio Brown is missing and his mother was found dead on Saturday near a creek in a Chicago suburb, according to police. Family of Brown and his mother Myrtle alerted police after they said they'd been unable to find or contact either of them, the Maywood Police Department said in a news release. Maywood police officers initiated a missing person report and began making attempts to locate both individuals. Authorities searched a wide area and discovered Myrtle's unresponsive body near a creek behind her home. The Cook County Medical Examiner's Office determined Myrtle, 73 years old, died from multiple injuries related to an assault and the manner of death was listed as homicide. Sergio Brown, 35 years old, played for Notre Dame before signing with the New England Patriots as an undrafted free agent in 2010. He played seven seasons in the NFL as a member of the Patriots, the Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. The investigation is ongoing and the search for Brown is still underway. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next.
Just days after the effects of Hurricane Lee were felt in Bermuda, the island residents are now vigilantly tracking the approach of Hurricane Nigel. Lee, which passed Bermuda as a Category 1 storm, led to widespread power outages and caused businesses and schools to shut down. However, in its wake, it spared the island any major damage as the Caribbean grapples with a tense 2023 Atlantic hurricane season. Nigel is now a Category 1 hurricane, approximately 690 miles east-southeast of Bermuda. Nigel is moving toward the northwest near 13 miles per hour, and maximum sustained winds are at 85 miles per hour. Over to local weather conditions, cloudy with scattered showers and thunderstorms, sunshine from here and there, a 78% chance of rain, highs of 91 degrees and a real feel of 101, lows of 81 degrees, winds are coming from the east at 12 miles per hour, there's only 12 hours and 11 minutes of sunshine, sunset is at 6.48 p.m. That was a look at Tuesday's weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, drug bust on illegal vessel. Find out which Caribbean country is the first to be a partner of the U.S. Global Entry Program. More than 7,500 migrants cross the U.S.-Mexican border in one day. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you missed today's presentation or any other, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Stay safe and have a great evening. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.